Welcome to the Talk Down Syndrome podcast. Hey, you guys, I am back and you are listening to the Talk Down Syndrome podcast. I am your host, Chantel Holm. Um, we are recording another episode for you today. I have um, now I would I honestly would call her a friend now because all my guests are my friends. Um, Brandy, who is from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, I will say that I am recording this. I don't feel too well. So if you hear me cough or blow my nose, I'm sorry, but I made a commitment to make this episode today. So just know that I even have my throat spray with me. So if you hear a little spray, it's my throat spray. But um, we're going to get to this. And um, thank you guys for joining us today. And thank you, um, Brandy, so much for coming on the show and taking your, your Sunday morning time to do this. I know you have the kids are busy right now and you got a little bit away from the family so you could come record this episode with me. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I really appreciate the opportunity to like talk about this. I've been looking forward to this. Um, uh, and when you had sent me a message, you reached out to me on um, on Facebook. Uh, and I wasn't even sure if I was going to respond. It was in the back of my mind. And then like, you know, life just kept happening. And I kind of forgot about it. And then I went my message request and I saw it. And I'm like, Oh, you know what, maybe maybe I should it was like after I'm making videos, advocacy videos on TikTok. And, yeah. and, you know, I've really kind of come into this placement of like, you know, understanding what it is and what it, it looks like. And yeah, no, I'm really uh, glad that because you know what, I wrote, I one thing I do, you know, when I look for guests to be on the podcast, I just basically just go through, I join a bunch of Facebook groups as we all do when we're parents of children with Down syndrome. So I'm all like all these Down syndrome Facebook groups, following all the hashtags and stuff. So I like to reach out to what draws my attention is mostly people who are brand new because it's interesting to be able to reach out to those who just recently had a baby and like not only let them know that this podcast is here and hey, there's a bunch of stories on here from other families and people that might inspire you because a lot of a lot of uh women or you know men too are that come into the community are a little like it's an unknown place it's an unknown community it's like joining a new village you know so it's just yeah, nice to I, I get that. <laughs> it's, it's just so nice to reach out and i'm I'll, i there are times where i don't get the feedback back i'll send a message and you know people are a little bit like oh i don't know you know this is a little too much right now but i'm glad that you came around and you wrote me and you're like, Hey, remember me? <laughs> so it's a, it's a beautiful way of, to like connect with somebody. And I'm glad that you took the opportunity because it, it really is very therapeutic. Like just like for myself as well, talking on here and hearing your story is therapeutic for me. And then you letting other people know is very therapeutic in, in your world too. So thank you so much. Um, yeah. I definitely agree with that. Um, I, I did the same thing was, you know, I went and joined a bunch of Facebook groups. I started watching YouTube videos and following everybody. And um, it was honestly the most helpful thing that I 
I experienced was literally watching people post their kids and, you know, talk about it because it's not normalized in like everyday society. It's not in movies. We don't really see it in shows. And I think that there's actually something wrong with that. You know, that's why it's so important to advocate because it's like inclusion, you know, Mm -hmm. exposure. And you would think, you know, that you would want to protect your kids and you do, but it's really actually you're protecting, protecting your kids by like getting them out into the world and like showing people that it's not something to be scared of. Cause like back in the day, they, they actually like used to send them away. They would send them, you know, they didn't really understand down syndrome and it was like a hidden thing. And they had these, um, Oh, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Institutions, Uh, right? Yeah, and they used to institutionalize them, yes. And they're just amazing little human beings that are, you know, they're just humans and they're just a little bit different. And I think that we don't, you know, society doesn't really understand that. And they just already have, it's, I almost, okay, I want to say this. It's almost like another form of racism, but it's not as well known about. Like people have discriminatory thoughts about it like they don't even know that they they do ableism Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) you know and um I just think that when I went and saw videos and watched other parents and saw that they were going through the same process that I went through I feel like I went through the process really quickly um because I could you know they all talked about their experiences and I'm noticing what I'm going through and then I see their outcomes and how everybody says that they wish they never even cried tears like why did I even cry this is this is amazing yeah (laughs) you know yeah well well so first let's um introduce like you have your son Brayden he's eight months Mm -hmm. um give up give our listeners a little backstory about like to go back nine months ago or 10 months ago when you're having you're pregnant did you did they tell you you were going to have or Brayden was going to have down syndrome or did you find out after he was born we found out after okay so the crazy story of how Brayden came into being because it was just like this faded thing so basically I had an IUD in I was his paraguard I think or I don't even remember um it was the copper one um and so I had IUDN and I was having some problems and I didn't even think pregnancy because IUD and, you know, you just don't think. And so I was going in for gastrointestinal problems. Um, and that was when I found out that my IUD had just like fallen out. They couldn't find it. I was worried actually, cause I did have the copper IUD and I thought that maybe, you know, the metal shards can come out and, um, some people have to have surgeries. And so I was just really worried. I didn't know what was wrong with me. Um, and it, it honestly, like we kind of discovered it a little too late. There's a lot going on. Um, and I was feeling sick for a little bit, but we were moving, mm-hmm. we were moving to a whole nother place. My mom was dying. It was Christmas. We had oh. like birthdays coming up. Yeah. And so it was just like, all of this was going on. And so I, I ended up finding out, like I got to the doctors, um, and I was like 14 weeks pregnant already. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah right. And I'm so not like, oh okay. my god. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're you know, we didn't really at that point we were just gonna have the baby. We did want a baby. It just, you know, we hadn't really fully talked about it. And so that was happening whether we wanted it to or not, and we did. We did want it. Um 
So it was, it was a hard pregnancy though. I do have to say like, I am going to be 35. Uh, and I feel the age and all of that. Like I had really bad varicose veins and it was really hard for me to move around and stuff. And I have my four year old who's also autistic. Um, and she was doing a lot of repeating and, Mm -hmm. um, scripted talk. And I didn't know at the time that she was autistic Mm -hmm. and that was actually difficult. I don't know if, um, anybody has experienced somebody just repeating the same thing over and over and over and over again when you're like hormonal (laughs) (laughs) when you're hormonal (laughs) you're all like oh Um, my god (laughs) yeah and so that was kind of how we found out that she was autistic um but it's really interesting though and this is something that I kind of wanted to say because like um the interesting part about the whole like him being fated into being you know like he was just going to be born you know IUD fell out there's no way of knowing I was 14 weeks pregnant um so he's born in the year of the water tiger Hmm. right so um and my mom was dying right my mom died before she ever even knew I had another kid and the interesting thing about this though is that she's a a water tiger Oh, in the okay. Chinese astrology. Uh-huh. So in Chinese astrology, he's a water tiger and she's a water tiger. And that only happens once every 60 years. Oh, wow. That's so, cool. <laughs> That's so cool. I thought that was really cool. So in my head, like I hear all the time when I think about it, that song by live lightning crashes and an old woman dies. Uh-huh. And, and it just seems so faded. Like all of those things are tied in together. And like, yeah. it was just meant to happen and like honestly like I really do feel like only good things have come from this and and perspectively like for me like I feel like it's made me a better person Mm -hmm. um it's it's had me kind of grasp concepts that I wouldn't have before I can see a lot more of like you know people who might be a little prejudiced or ableist and not even know it how Mm -hmm. it's systematically just ingrained Mm -hmm. and then also how like you know having have had a son with down syndrome and like you know having a disabled child a special needs child and i see that you know it's it's just so beautiful and Mm -hmm. it's amazing and he's amazing and there's nothing to be like ashamed of and i think that a lot of people would like you think about it and people's response is like i'm sorry but it's like no i'm proud of it like i'm proud of him Mm -hmm. it's it's just like this amazing turnover of perspective that it's just like wow this is awesome and it, you're proud of the things that they outshine they outshine their diagnosis they mm-hmm. like you know <laughs> in the face of this they do all these things mm-hmm. and it does not like discredit them yeah. at all <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy I I feel like that like I've, I've I mean myself have experienced the I'm sorry reaction and also the it's like when I was you know, upset, like, oh my gosh, my kid's gonna have Down syndrome. I was like shocked. I even got the mm-hmm. opposite response of, why are you like upset? It's gonna be okay. Like, this is your kid's alive and healthy, right? Like, you know, and so yeah. it's just, it's sometimes it teaches you things about yourself and changes, you know, yourself as well. And mm-hmm. I know, like, I was looking at some of your videos on Brayden, like, just before our call, and I was like, He's so like he's so chunky and cute, and I like oh, no, well, I like you had a, you had some videos of like you're feeding him, and like it just brought me back to my daughter. Like when you're feeding a baby, they get all excited that food's coming, and like you know mm-hmm. tense up. And I was like, look at his chunky little legs! Like I was just like so adorable, like so adorable. 
And um, you know what's funny is um, <laughs> you guys had Brayden in a helmet, and I remember we had Shy in a helmet. Um, why? Like, did he? Because I've seen those helmets before. We had Cheyenne in a helmet because she used to hit her head. Like when she'd get oh. angry, she would, yeah, she would hit her head. So I didn't know if that's why those helmets were made or is it because like to like, um, not like re like your skull, right? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, like is it to like form like the skull or tighten the head mm-hmm. or something? Okay. His head is flat. So okay. it's an orthotic helmet. Okay. And so basically it, um, like, and we can't, we're trying to work up to him wearing it for 23 hours a day. But for right now, we have to keep taking it off every few hours and leave it off. And we have to look for uh, pressure spots and for also heat spots. Um, and basically, he he can't just, like, wear it all day just off the bat. Um, yeah. And honestly, he's still kind of, like, a little bit resistant to it, it seems. Like, he's not resistant, but he keeps getting red spots. We're on day three right now. So this was oh, very new. Okay. Um, and he just keeps getting, like, the red spots and... They said that we were really only supposed to do it for two days, but we are still taking it off on the third day. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. He's going to go back in, um, and they're going to reshape it. it we do that every two weeks. Um, so, I mean, it's not going to be the same shape throughout the entire time, and mm-hmm. he's going to grow with it. And it basically just, like, applies light pressure, and slowly as his skull is malleable, it'll you know, sculpt it into something more round because it's definitely like it's flat and it's more flat on one side than it is on the other. And there's oh. nothing wrong. It doesn't harm him, but it, it's aesthetic. And yeah. I just want him to have as least bit of problems as possible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. When Cheyenne was born, she had like these little, I mean, some people call them strawberries, but they're like little like tags, skin tags on her face. Oh, and I oh, took, man. I went into, to a, because um, I mean, you you have a kid, right? And they have Down syndrome, and you're like, okay, it, even if your kid did not have Down syndrome and like had an issue with like their pe- their toenails or something, you're like gonna try to cr- like fix anything that you can now. So I yeah. remember seeing her, and I remember she had these skin tags on her face, and I was like, and so somebody told me like you could get those taken off. One of the nurses in NICU, and I went to like um one of those like dermatologist place or whatever, and they just took them right off where they cut them right off. And didn't hurt her That's at all. Awesome. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I totally get it. But I, yeah, the helmet is so cute. I know. <laughs> I love that. And then, like, I've seen, like, babies have, like, glasses, too. Some some of them have, like, a, oh. oh yeah, and I'm just adorable. like, this is adorable. How can you, like, not like this? How can you, like, think that this is bad? It's so cute. Like, but. um, I know. I know. Oh, that just, like. Oh, okay. So that just makes me think of the negative comments. I know. I was going to um, ask you because you did bring that up. Like, I know you have started, you know, after Brayden was born, you started to um, like post videos. And you said you, you're really good, like on posting on TikTok and um, like you're just basically trying to bring awareness. What have you received any backlash or what has that been like for you um, being an advocate? And, you know, for not only just for Down syndrome, you're also advocating for autism, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's a little bit harder for me to advocate for autism. It's a little bit more of a difficult diagnosis, and we just got it, and I'm still kind of learning a little bit. Um, his is a little bit easier, and I honestly feel like, I mean, it's kind of like a ableist thing. Like, it, people have discriminations against people with medical needs in general, but but yeah, I um, have gotten some negative comments. There's especially there was one on Christmas morning um, 
saying that he was a he wasn't a miracle he was never supposed to be born wow. and like literally on Christmas morning I'm like wow. okay wow I wake up to this um and it, honestly it doesn't even like it doesn't really hurt me as much as like gives me more fuel. I'm like, okay, you think he shouldn't be here? Well, I disagree. And I'm just going to blow this whole timeline up with videos and (laughs) ammunition. It makes me feel like I really am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And you know, me, um, honestly on TikTok, there's a lot of people who do the same thing as I do. And especially like for, for any kind of medical child, medical parents, uh, special needs families, but like a lot of down syndrome parents do what I'm doing. And I've made friends with them, which I love. The special needs community is something amazing. Like it's just this club that you never knew you were about to be in. Exactly. (laughs) But now you're in this club and everybody's got your back. Yeah, exactly. you know, but other people get bad comments. And so what I kind of started doing, I was actually just doing it lightly, you know, I'm like, Oh, let me look at who they follow. And I'm like, Oh, wait, they're following like, more special needs accounts. Like there's more like there's a bunch of like doing it to like, try to just like attack this community, right? Yeah, it's it's ableism, you know, and, and so like what I started doing now I've started making videos tagging all the special needs families that the commenter follows. So and the very first one, like I did one and it was the first like idea and I kind of like vaguely talked about I was like, you know, we should do this, we should tag the people that they're following, like this is a way we can support each other. And then the second one was kind of a bigger video. And like, I put a lot of, I said, I'm just exposing a predator is what I said, um, because they made a really bad comment on somebody's page about, so uh, she had CP, uh, cerebral palsy, I think it is. And um, the child is, you know, uh, I don't know how to, she can't like talk, she's nonverbal, she can't really move around by herself and stuff. Um, And the comment was the worst comment I've ever seen in my life. And uh, TikTok almost didn't let me post the video. They said that my video was abusive. And I was like, I appealed it, they let me they gave me option to appeal it. And I was really upset because I'm like, I I worked really hard on this. I went through this person had 3000 people they were following and I went and clicked on all the pictures that looked like they were medical families and I mm-hmm. screenshotted them all and I tagged everybody and made this elaborate video about it yeah and they almost didn't let me have it I appealed it and I they said it's abusive they said why uh am I appealing it and it gave me the option to say I think you should allow videos like mine uh-huh. and so I said that and then it was like a few hours later and then they let me have it. I was like, I had a little party dance. Oh my God. Yes. They let me have it. And I felt so happy because also the, the girl that, that just, you know, that I did the video about that the comment was made to, she's been getting a lot of negative comments. She gets a lot more because her baby has cerebral palsy and you know, it's like, she was feeling frustrated. Like she was making videos feeling kind of like, I don't even know if I should be on this app anymore. Like it's just so many people are bullying and so many people are saying really bad things to her. And I just wanted to be supportive. I wanted to be somebody on the app that was like, no, fuck them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got support. Like yeah. this is not right. And there's, there's people that are, that are putting the fire to the other flame, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's, it's crazy. Cause like you do, I, cause I've experienced where 
somebody will get on your nerves on on social media and especially somebody you don't even freaking know like you don't even know them they're just they're just going on your page saying something shitty and it, it does bug you because you're like especially if it's something you're passionate about right you're like, yeah. which is your kid <laughs> which yeah. is your damn kid and you're like fuck that i'm not gonna go and have this person that i don't even know i'm gonna fight back and say this and that and and then um it, do, it does get like you know like that that girl said like should i even have this like if it's tearing me down as a person is this even worth my time but then when you start to think about when you get that kind of mentality you're almost letting them win if, if that makes any sense like they're bullying you and taking you off of you know the internet you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and yeah. He, and I mean, but that's also why I think it's so important for us to like support each other and to make sure that like, you know, other special needs families and parents feel supported. You know, if I can do something that's going to make somebody happy, that's going to like kind of, you know, be a little healing, a little like salve to whatever that person said that I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. No, and it helps. I mean, I always, with this whole podcast, I've always said, like, as long as one person can hear it and it helps them, then you, you've done your job. You're helping somebody else, you know? And that's the ultimate goal is to be able to have that influence. Um, yeah. So what have you learned? Like, you know, Brayden's born and I know you've, you're growing and you're becoming an advocate. And what have you learned in your experience? Like, um, you know, finding out at the same time you're your first child has autism and then now you're like Brayden has down syndrome. Like how has that changed you as a, as an individual and, and not, not only just you cause you have a spouse or how has that changed your family dynamic? Um, well, things are a little hectic. Um, we definitely, you know, we're, we're still in the fight for survival. Um, trying to, we got his SSI and, you know, he needs to get a better job and, you know, we're in the, first year of life so it's like I'm breastfeeding and I can't really contribute um but I mean as far as I don't even know how to <laughs> it, it's it's changed in a lot of ways I have to look back and heal myself and figure out you know when I'm overstimulated and how to cope with those things because um honestly I want to pursue I think that I might be a little bit autistic um I think I am clinically diagnosed ADHD mm -hmm. and um, I think that I actually am autistic and I've been looking at up different kinds, um, which there's actually a pathological demand avoidance. Mm -hmm. um, I think that my daughter is PDA autistic. She is, um, which she's also external, external representing, representing. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, I think I'm internal which is like a nervous system disorder. Mm -hmm. um, but I do get overstimulated and I've, it's been a struggle to, you know, I have to work harder on regulating myself and I have to work harder on regulating myself a lot more than like, you know, regular neurotypical parents do mm -hmm. and neurotypical parents with neurotypical children. Um, it's, it's definitely been a lesson in patience for sure. Yeah. Um, and also learning that I need to also prioritize myself. And <laughs> I think that focusing on like support, like taking support, which is kind of hard sometimes. We've had to lean a lot on our family and they have been really, really awesome. Um, something that like I 
am kind of on a journey on right now, just in general, which is, I think helps parenting is me being able to call out and like recognize certain facets of myself and the the things that I do, because like, that's something that I've always struggled with, which is why I think um, I might be a little bit autistic because it's hard for me to like communicate what's going on inside of me. Mm -hmm. And it's taken a long time and a lot of like, you know, uh, there's this whole culture to like nerd, there's neurodivergent culture and like people have coined terms. They're like now, you know, out in the open and people talk about them and it's helped me because I can like look at what all these people are talking about and I'm like that, that's me. I do that. And then I can see it. And for some reason, like I can't, I don't know why. I can't call it out until it's like really been highlighted. Yeah. And I don't even know. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but I, you're finding like you're, I think you're, what you're saying is like, you're finding like the reason why you're finding the answer. Like I feel this way or I'm thinking this way. Why? And then when you see like you're reading about it or you, you know, you're, you're learning about it. You're like, Oh, that's why. And it gives you like a sense of, a, a sense of peace that like, oh, there's actual real reason why maybe something in my mind is clicking this way. So, yeah. so you're like, that's the answer. It's not just like, it's just like, it's, it's just, it's kind of links as well as to learning about Down syndrome and learning about autism is like, you see like for Down syndrome, why is this person have Down syndrome? Oh, because they're chromosomes and this is how chromosomes broke apart. And this, this, if you look into deeper, you know, on a microscope, you can see that this chromosome links to, you know, social or behavioral issues or this, this part links to, you know, repetitive speech or maybe low muscle tone. See, when you start finding out those facts and you start linking them to what you didn't know and you're, you're like finding the answer, it's, it helps you realize like the overall picture. Okay. This is why. And you start to, you know, understand more. I think that's what, I think that's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also that like becoming a mom and like moving more into this motherhood role. Yeah. Um, I have to, I've noticed that like I, I'm juggling a lot more. I didn't have to juggle all those things and, you know, I'm struggling to maintain, you know, and I think it's just me really noticing that I do have some form of disability and I already knew I was ADHD but like sometimes it seems like a little more (laughs) so uh, it it really just calls it out it calls it out a lot um and so yeah I I honestly I already put in something to get re-diagnosed I was kind of waiting for a call back but those things just kind of never really (laughs) happen the way you want them to I feel like I've been waiting forever (laughs) I'll probably um, come at like the most inconvenient time when you're like trying to breastfeed and like your daughter's throwing a tantrum or like you have laundry or something or you're driving. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the whole thing though. It's like, that's, that's what's really called it to attention though. It's like, I really have to juggle all these things and mm-hmm. now I'm finding it more and more like, you know, I I'm struggling with a lot of stuff and I have a fish and we have guinea pigs and it's just like, yeah, the laundry, the dishes, the, fruit flies the, the toys on the floor the, yeah. the her room that's like never clean and there's like a thousand toys it takes me probably like two or three hours to clean her room so yeah. it's not like oh. a quick tidy up like nothing is like you. a quick tidy up no I feel you on that I mean <laughs> I remember I heard somebody say it's okay that your house looks like that your kids live there it's okay <laughs> And I, and I, it's helped me because sometimes, you know, I'm a clean freak as well. I'm like, I have to have 
the house, it, the house has to be in order. Otherwise, if it's not, I get stressed out. And then I I'm bet. like, and then I get like, why am I getting stressed out? You know, the kids' toys are all over the living room. And I'm like, I have to remind myself, it's okay f- for the house to look like your kids live there. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's okay. Sometimes I mean, it's like, okay. I get stressed out because I'm like tripping over stuff. I'm like, why is this here? Why am I stepping on this? Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> I can't move. Yeah. <laughs> Being a brand new yeah. mom. Uh, well, not really a brand new mom because you had a you had your first child, but before you had Brayden, you know, you if you Google Down syndrome, you'll get a basic definition of low muscle tone, um, at risk for you know heart complications, respiratory, and you're you're painted this not so great picture on Google. But if you, there are some cute pictures if you dive in a little deeper, but the overall first Google yeah. picture you Google, and then so what is that? You know, not now that you have a child, now that you have Brayden, how has Brayden changed or reshaped the definition of Down syndrome for you? Well, I definitely think that the most helpful thing were other families and their representation of it. Not necessarily when I would Google search Down syndrome. It was just this very, like, not, I don't know how to, (laughs) it was just this very, like, um, bland, like, You know, there was no personable features picture of this person. A lot of times they're not even, they're ugly pictures. I mean, yeah, you, like you said, sometimes you have to dig deep for them. There are some good ones, but like initially when you look it up, it's like, they just show like the, the worst representation of all the physical features and it's just like problems and, you know. I mean, and I get it. You're going on a Google search. It's like you, you go Google any medical diagnosis and it's just like red flag, red red flag. (laughs) I could have cancer. (laughs) We're going to show you the Um, worst of it. Right. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, I, I think that having, having Brayden and seeing what this is like, it's not as big a deal as like, you would think. I mean, I'm lucky in a lot of ways because like Brayden doesn't have any heart problems. He doesn't have like a lot of problems at all. Um, he's just like a little bit behind as far as like he has hypotonia. Um, and, you know, in the very, very beginning I did, you know, he he's, was very quiet. Like he didn't really cry a lot for like night feedings, honestly. And I did see that a lot. Um, I saw that from other parents they one person said that they had to set uh, a timer for feedings they would you know throughout the night they would put on alarms um and for me i didn't put on alarms i didn't really know what was going on because you know i had experienced it with xanthi she would she would cry throughout the night but he didn't and he would just wrestle like he would move a whole bunch and like he was rooting he's like looking you know and so i would just get up i don't even know how (laughs) i'm like oh yep it's time now and it almost felt like, you know, I was just absolutely built for this. Like I was mm-hmm. built to have him and like uh, my instincts and my body were fit to him. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's honestly, you barely even notice it. Like, I think that I go about the, you know, normal things that we have to do. It's a little bit extra. Like we have to do physical therapy and occupational therapy, but most of the time it's like, it's not even like I have a kid with a diagnosis. It's like, he's just my kid. He plays, plays footsie with me. (laughs) He like reaches his arms out for me to pick him up. 
Um, he cries at me. He looks for me. <laughs> yeah, he's like literally um, just the average baby, right? Yeah, he, he really is. Like he, um, he started doing the um, mimicking for food really early. Honestly, like they were, the doctors were surprised. They were like, um, cause he'll stare at me and he'll like chew <laughs> and like lift, lick his lips. And you know, you, it was kind of like before the time, the milestone for that. And he's just very hungry baby. I think <laughs> he's very food driven. Um, but, but I mean, yeah, he's, he's just really normal and it, it doesn't really seem like anything extra at all. I, I'm, if anything, I, it's like, I love him more, <laughs> not mm. love him more than, you know, it's like in a different way. Yeah. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like my, he is special. He is special. Yeah, he is. <laughs> like he the is. fact that he was like born is just really, really amazing. I honestly really love, have you ever heard that? Um, I don't know who, I think <sighs> holding moonbeams, I think is the, the page. There's this person. You posted it on uh, St. Patrick's the Day about clover? the four-leaf clovers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It seems like that. It really mm-hmm. does feel like. I feel really lucky. <laughs> yeah, it's really crazy the whole chromosome thing, right? Um, yeah, yeah, the genetics. Um, it 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 is. It's a very lucky thing. I totally can relate to you as far as like when our daughter was born at the eight months at that age. She was just your average baby. I was like, what is everybody talking about? You know, yeah, she had a little a little bit like you said, but I feel like um, I guess I know he's eight months, and I feel like when he's um two or three yeah like i me being um my daughter being four being in this game (laughs) for four months or four years um i realized that as an infant she was your average infant and it wasn't until her toddler stages like right now we're seeing um like okay the down the the down syndrome characteristics come out in a sense saying like you know she is a little bit behind in speech and her behavior we have behavioral issues so every child's going to be different but I do remember feeling like, oh, this is just your average baby. But I think that whatever um, challenges or even triumphs that go on in your life, everything is like such a learning lesson. I mean, it's it's a continuous thing. Motherhood is a continuous learning lesson for, you know, uh, diagnosis or no diagnosis. Yeah. I do want to say that like I as far as like the behavioral problems and the delays, like, I mean, Honestly, we, I'm already experiencing that anyways, because, yeah. yeah. I mean, Xanthi is autistic. She is high functioning, but um, she, you know, was delayed in speech, and she wouldn't introduce herself for a really long time. She wasn't Xanthi. Um, you know, it took, introductions took a really long time. Yeah. What um, would she do? And, I mean, she's social, but you, there's just certain aspects and you can't tell her to do anything like she you play a game with her it's her lead she leads the game and if you try to um engage in any other way she has a meltdown so school is you know Mm -hmm. she she's about to start regular school and that's going to be interesting but yeah i i do feel like i kind of never had a neurotypical child i'm not neurotypical So I am like experiencing that in a way. And I do know that like, it's going to get different. Like things are going to change. Um, he's a baby now, and this is the very beginning of this journey and it is a journey, Yeah, you know, 
and in some way I feel like I was like gifted this journey this was meant to happen and I feel like you know everything I'm doing was meant to happen and I think that I honestly have this idea and um and I think it's in the eastern like um Hindus and all that um they believe that people with disabilities are like um a gift from God mm-hmm. and are blessed. They're like gurus <laughs> and you're supposed to like pass worship them. Oh, and in cool. some way I could understand, like, I think that because people that, you know, people who are special needs, it's like, you have to adjust your perspective. And a lot of people, they want to make life the way that they want it to be. Mm-hmm. You want this person to be born the way you want them to be born. And that's what, needs to change that's not the way it is like life is you know it is of itself it's It's unpredictable and that just yeah Mm -hmm. just happens and like you have no control over that exactly independent of you and it also is connected to you and that given that ebb and flow of like you know letting go I think is a lesson in in itself that a lot of people need to learn I think Mm -hmm. it's a really important lesson and I think that's what that's a really good point of like why anybody with a disability is valuable and worthy. That in itself is a really big, yeah, big you know what? deal. That's really crazy. Like you say that. Cause I mean, as humans and even I remember like feeling like you're going to be a mom. You're like, you're going to name this baby this. And you're already like, my baby is going to, be um so book smart and they're gonna end up Um, you already have it planned right you're this baby's gonna be this way i'm gonna raise them this way (laughs) (laughs) and you you we as humans feel like we are we we live we have to remember it's like we almost have to humble ourselves we are we are on this earth and at any moment we could get in our car and we could just get in a bad car accident and god forbid die right our life life is so unpredictable and precious that we feel like we always have to have control over, you know, everything, everything. And so when you have a child that has special needs, you, it like humbles you in a way where you're like, oh, wait a minute, there's something greater out there than me. And I was given this child to remember that life is unpredictable. I am not in control that, that this child in their eyes, life isn't about like, making sure that they look beautiful or that they are the smartest person in the, in class, they could just be the most, most like amazing human being and maybe not know how to count up to a hundred. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, things that are not important, it's not important. What's more important is you're, you have a life here and you're, you have to, you have a valuable life and how, what, how are you going to live every day? You know, you're going to try to make your day with your child that has special needs make their day happy, make them healthy, make them laugh, enjoy those moments. They might not be able to, you know, hang with the smarter kids or might not be able to run fast or even run at all. But the whole importance of it is like, you're, what is life? What is life? Is it, yeah. really, is it really yeah. that, you know, is it really mm-hmm. ha- what being, we think it is, what we, what we is? like want to mold it into is yeah. it's definitely something independent from like, our perspective i mean we're our brains tell us stories about the world around us and we are very you know personally led to think that we are the center and you know there's also something that i wanted to say that just keeps going through my mind which is like you know how people 
you know, especially in the negative comments, like people don't want to accept a child. They wouldn't accept a child like that. That's like one of them. And I just think like somebody who, okay, so you have a baby, Mm -hmm. you know, and there are ways to test for Down syndrome, but they're not always accurate. Yeah. And so it can go under the radar. So let's say one of those people like have a baby and the baby has Down syndrome and they did all the tests and it just didn't they just couldn't tell and it still came out and he has down syndrome well that baby grows up and wants to love who they who they are they want to love themselves and they don't want anybody to want them to be different yeah you're gonna tell that baby that they should still be different like really you know it's just like it's just crazy and that's where I think that people's minds get changed they realize that like you know it's not something to feel sorry for. You don't want to, you don't want your kid to feel sorry that they are who they are. Mm-hmm. No good parent wants their kid to feel sorry for who they are. And then yeah. you realize that, wow, you shouldn't feel sorry for this. This isn't something to feel, to feel sorry, sorry for. Yeah. I think when, like for me, it pivoted me to the other spectrum. Mm-hmm. I am so freaking proud of him. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, everybody look at this. Everybody should, and and it should just be so widespread and normalized. Mm-hmm. Like we shouldn't have it so blanketed like it is. I mean, it's gotten better. It's gotten so much better. But I think that it takes voices like mothers' voices, parents' voices, all of us, your podcast, to like make it more normalized. We have to keep fighting for that. Yeah. <sighs> and I feel like I I do I do kind of feel like. I, I always say, like, I love advocating. I love doing the podcast. I love us doing our buddy walks. But at, if you think about it, I kind of wish we didn't have to. I wish I didn't have to have the podcast. I wish I didn't have to advocate. I wish it was just a natural thing, just as if somebody was born with brown hair and brown eyes or blue blue eyes and blonde hair. Like, I just wish that it was just – I didn't have to do it. Like, and – not out of laziness or anything. It's just, I wish the world yeah. world was in a way where we don't need to do these advocacy videos on social media. We don't, we don't, it's not necessary. And I hope that, you know, maybe even in a decade that I feel like a decade's too soon. It might take a few, but I feel like I wish that the world became a place where you don't really have to feel the need to do that where you don't need to yeah. as much as I love our, our, our community and our circle of, you know, women that have special needs children, we all have to feel like we, we all do have to do the videos. We have to go out there and it sucks. It's, 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 it's empowering, but it also sucks. You know, like, why do we have to do this? This sucks. We shouldn't have to do this. Our kids should just be looked at going down Target or fucking Walmart and just be like, Hey, what's up? And not even like have to like have that deeper stare. We I was just in Walmart yesterday with my baby Cheyenne and she, mm-hmm. she says hi to everybody. Hi, hi. What's your name? Yeah. What's your talent? She asks people. What's your talent? What's your name? Where's your dad? She asks all these questions. I'm like, I love that. I'm, like, awesome. I'm, like, I'm, all, I'm sorry. I'm talent? like, and some of them will straight up like some people will answer her like, oh well, I like you know my dad's name is Jack. You know they'll like straight up tell her <laughs> personal shit. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't have to. And they're like, no, it's okay. And then some people will snub her off. You know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah. So it's just like. I always what I always wonder like okay if this was my other daughter, you know would they be like oh how cute or you know sometimes I wonder what are they thinking like oh she has special needs like oh you know they kind of like snap her off, and I'm like man this sucks you know I wish you're yeah. you're, you're losing the opportunity I just don't I don't want a world like that and 
we all are fighting for hope, hoping that our kids don't live in a world like that. Our kids, but it might, it may be their kids or their grandchildren. We, we might, yeah, might I not think be. that it will get better though. Yeah. I, I do. I think cause like, you know, back in the day, um, they didn't used to actually have, uh, kids with down syndrome in regular classes and now they do yeah you know and so that's a step they're they're little steps and they're happening um yeah they're happening for sure i think i have a i have a friend who lives out here she um she changed a law over in like uh, i want to say it's like west covina california or something some law in her in her city i don't know how the hell she did it. she's supposed to be on uh, a guest speaker soon but I want to ask her, how did you do that? Because how do you, like, go and change a law? <laughs> like, but she's just your average. She goes to our association, average woman, and she did something right. And I'm like, how can we? And I see it. I've seen other mothers. And if you look on one of my episodes, there's this Mika Hartman. She changed um, a law in her state. I want to say it was Wisconsin. But it's just it's amazing in these, you know, if we're all kind of just doing a little bit of our part here. It's yeah. a, a, eventually, right? It's going to happen eventually. Um, but yeah. I, but I mean, I'm so glad that you were able to, that you're doing your due diligence and doing your social media and fighting back at those people who are saying shitty things and not being, you know, being hateful. And, and you're not, you're not like just ignoring it. You're like doing something about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely it's, I think that um, people seeing that it is people are being bullied about it, that it needs there's awareness that needs to be raised. I think that it also gets other people kind of on that team. And even if you don't have a child with Down syndrome or, you know, you don't have a special needs child, it's good to have more people on that team and advocating for it. You know, you don't have to have a loved one or family member with Down syndrome to, like, have a dog in the fight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, like, there are power in numbers and there's support and there is, you know, things can change. No, you know, I want – I have to say that any advocating is good advocating. I – um recently encountered like somebody that didn't agree with the way that I was advocating for down syndrome. And I, I, and, and I do have a child with down syndrome, but basically I was being the voice for my daughter instead of letting her speak on her own, but she's four years old. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. how is this going to happen? Is she going to come do the podcast? Like she's four. <laughs> she's gonna be like, what's your talent? Okay. <laughs> what's your oh, talent? And sense. what's your dad's name? <laughs> like, so it, I was just like, wait a minute, that is so stupid. I'm like, any advocating is good advocating. If 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 somebody, my neighbor next to me, doesn't even know anybody with Down syndrome, but yet they want to put a sticker on their car, a blue and yellow, you know, ribbon, then do it. Like that's any advocating is good advocating. There's no like Bible for advocating. <laughs> There's no yeah, like dictionary. I, agree. For I it. think that people are gonna make if they're gonna find something like they want to make a negative comment, they're gonna find something. And like what you're doing is amazing. I don't see how anybody could have any problem with it at all unless they would have just they just had a bad day. <laughs> they are ableist. <laughs> yeah, I know, straight up. But like ableism is the new racism. Yeah. You know what? It, in my it's book. Cra- it's crazy. And I'm so glad that you're shining a light on that and I'm glad that we could talk about the topic because um, it should be should be talked about, you know. And yeah. um, but I mean, I thank you so much for you know having the courage to write me back and be like, hey, I'm ready now. You know, I, I really love that that you said I'm ready now. 
And I was like, yeah. cool, like, let's do it. I've been re- waiting, <laughs> like, you know, and that's you, a- you didn't realize you were waiting. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, wait a minute. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, I'm still doing it. So thank you so much. And, you know, I would love to bring you back on in the future, maybe when Braden gets a little older. I don't see myself not doing this. I just, I do it on, you know, on my spare time, like on a Sunday right now. And I love it. So I probably will be doing this in a few more years. So I would love to have you come back and you know maybe Brayden will be able to like speak a little bit more and he could even say a few things or talk I could ask him some questions myself so I would love to see that happen that would be awesome that would be so (laughs) cool so awesome I would love that we'll for sure keep in touch (laughs) and I hope you are still doing it I I do I think even if it's not like for advocacy even if it's for like other mothers who just need some fellowship and some relativity in like the very beginning of the journey you know I think that it is good for a lot of things I think that what you're doing is amazing thank you I appreciate that but and you too you're like um the super super woman of uh, TikTok, you're like, I'm going to go over there. <laughs> There's a lot of them. There are a few. <laughs> Gosh, I don't even go on TikTok that much. I'm like, I barely am on that. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like worried. I don't, cause I would yeah, be that mom to tell somebody off. Like, you know what? <laughs> and, but, I mean, you can, you yeah. can literally respond to people's comments with a video. And that's what, that's what we're doing. A lot. That's what I do. That's what a lot of people do. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, <laughs> and it, like, you can also, uh, oh, this is a really cool thing that I saw. You can tell when somebody has made a negative comment to somebody else. Cause you can, if somebody is, uh, here's how to check if somebody, a troll has commented on your, your thing. Um, you basically look up their name, like in TikTok, you know, you go look up their name and people make videos tagging that comment. And so it just like flags oh. them for a troll, like, wow. and that way, cause I check, I do try to make sure that somebody's not unintentionally just being like ignorant and they don't really realize because sometimes people are just unintentional and they're not really trying to be a troll and they're yeah. just insensitive. Yeah. So I do checks before I fully like make that trigger decision that okay this person is being you know yeah but um but yeah so you can basically um make sure that you do a search yeah that's I didn't know that I could those those, like I had a brain fart it's okay no like you could do a search and actually see what they what other people have said about them that's yeah, great. like other people's videos, like somebody, they made a, a negative comment on somebody's page and somebody just calls them out and like, it's there forever. Like, you know, you know that's so weird is because like, and- <laughs> you, would think, you would think like TikTok would see that and be like, oh, like before you and be like, oh, this person's account is now deleted, you know, like, and now you, they're over here, say. you have to appeal your video and you're like, wait a minute, you're, I'm not the bad guy here. <laughs> like. They let me have it. It's an algorithm. Like, I know what it is. I knew what happened. I just was really frustrated because I wasn't sure if they were going to let me have it back. Yeah. Um, because it, they flagged it because I put, you know, a bullying awareness, a troll, blah, 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 yeah. a bunch of negative words. It's a bunch of negative oh, words. Yeah. And so their algorithm, which is a computer, yeah. like flagged it for abuse. And so um, you appeal it. And then I think a person goes, looks at it. Yeah. And they like, yeah, you can have that. Oh, okay. And so they did the good thing. I was like, thank you, TikTok. Yes, yeah. thank you. you. You guys were the good guys there. Yeah, good. And yeah, I'm like worried. I don't want to lose TikTok. <laughs> yeah, their accounts all gone. You're all crap. All that work I put in going through 3,000 like people. That's wild. But hey. yeah, you can't do that on YouTube. You can't respond to people's comments. You can't, not that I know of, anyways. Like, you can't call out trolls. Yeah. 
So, I know. It's, I mean, that's like a big deal to be able to do that. Well, that's good. I'm glad that that happened. I don't even know if TikTok's going to be banned. So supposedly, it's supposed to be getting Gosh, banned. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My, my my husband was like, they don't even know how to pronounce TikTok. Like, they're calling it TikTok. Like, <laughs> <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> that's funny. That's that's something like my my grandma would call it. <laughs> like TikTok. What is this TikTok? What is this Twitter yeah. Twitter? <laughs> But um, anyway, I'm gonna I'm going to end our episode, and I just want to tell you again that your son is beautiful, and your your daughter is beautiful, and I just really love that what you're you're doing, and I think that you know you are fierce as fuck, and I love that, and I'm so glad that you are on here, and I'm I I love being able that like to talk to you and see like that you're finding stuff about yourself, and you're like you're like just. You're just, go- you know, you're going through your journey and you're finding more about you and your kids. And it's, it's just really cool. It's really cool. And I love that whole thing that you talked about, about uh, children with special needs being like, um, like gods and we should worship them. And I like that because I'm like, you know what? That is true. You know, and when we, yeah. so I just, I think that I just want to tell you, thank you for being on the episode and reaching out to me again. And um, I really am glad that we had this opportunity to talk about talk about your journey yeah me too yeah so you're welcome back anytime yeah come back anytime and i'm going to tag um brandy is that okay on your tag your instagram so if anybody wants to follow you or see your videos i could tag your tiktok too i think yes Um, definitely definitely do (laughs) well actually you won i did a contest on instagram and i swear to god it was not rigged because i was like what the hell because i just talked to brandy and then i was like well if you want to find me on Instagram I'm doing like a giveaway and you know and then like literally I do the spin wheel online so it's super fair and I was like oh my god it was almost not going to be you and then you won the contest yeah, and I'm like that, that honestly it felt faded honestly so many things about like on the road of Brayden has felt so faded like yeah. this is all just <laughs> this is just it's, it's a bus it's rolling forward it's on a road on yeah. a track already going and it has a place to go yeah that's just so cool <laughs> and you're like and I ain't even driving it <laughs> yeah no I'm not driving this <laughs> yeah, so it was cool. So yeah, you already I already did post a few videos on Instagram, but I'll tag you anyway to people who are just brand new or looking at the episode and are listening. We'll have you on there. So you guys can follow Brandy. And thank you so much. And I'll let you get back to your family and I will talk to you soon, Brandy. You too. And I hope you feel better, by the way. Oh yeah. I'm gonna go take some medicine, go take a nap. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. And we'll 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 chat and give Brayden a hug for, for us over here in California. Definitely. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, that was such a nice episode. Um, Okay. So I don't have any business to talk about. I already told you guys on the last episode, the Talk Down Syndrome podcast will be at the Dear Mom Conference in Laguna Beach, um, April 10th, I believe. So look for me there. It's going to be me and my husband. And you know that girl, that girl that's on, when you listen to these episodes, she goes, Welcome to the Talk Down Syndrome Podcast. That's my daughter, Jade. So she's going to be there. Um, I think I was not going to take her, but I was like, you know what? She's a part of the podcast. She's the dang girl in the beginning and in the end. <laughs> so I was like, my daughter, Jade, will be there. And I think she's, she, let me tell you, if you have kids, I worried when I had Cheyenne, how is my other kids going to take having a child or a sister or sibling with Down Syndrome? I was so worried about it. This girl has embraced it so much. 
like she shares it in school. So I love the fact that I was I am able to show her this at a young age and take her to this conference where she's going to meet and see even girls that are her age that have Down syndrome and talk to them and befriend them. That is so cool to me. Like, so I'm going to have Jade with us at the conference. So look for the booth. If you're in Southern California and you're going, look for us at the booth. Say hi. Um, I hope I could see people that I've had on, on the, on some of these episodes. Like I want to meet people in real life and not just over the phone. So come say hi. We're going to be there. Um, and I guess until next time, you guys keep advocating, keep talking about Down syndrome, keep supporting the blue and yellow colors. And um, actually, World Down Syndrome Day was just last week. So happy late World Down Syndrome Day. <laughs> and um, we'll talk soon, you guys. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Talk Down Syndrome podcast.